How's it going, Andy? Sea Dog episode nine, is it? Yeah, yeah, I think we're on number nine. We'll have to do something special for the tenth episode, like be more prepared or something. <laughs> yeah, actually plan <laughs> plan some content. Uh, yeah, what you been up to? I've just been a little after work. Now I had a right nightmare. Like I was driving home from work. I was like, right, I'll get home. I'll do some prep for the podcast, and then Nat, Nat like rang us in. Oh, we just pop in and get some bits. I was like, yeah, fair enough. And then went a little. Didn't have a foot. I normally have a quid in the in my car for the, for the trolleys. Oh, yeah. It drives you mad when you don't have one because, well, you just end up dragging a basket around. See, round. I thought they were obsolete now, but I think at some they still have them. One of our friends works at Little. I was like, oh, yeah, man, what the fuck's going on with this quid in the trolley? Like, no one has them anymore. Yeah. And he said, ah, well, a really good like, little trick is you can put like your car keys in. So if you right. put your car key in sideways, that'll just like act like a quid. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. So I was going there, I was like, fucking hell, well, I've already forgot my quid. So I went to a little trolley queue thing, and then I tried to jam my keys in, and it, it wasn't working. Stabbing the trolley. And then this guy walked up like, oh, you all you right there, mate? I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, do you want to just give me your quid, and I'll give you the trolley? I was like, um, I'm, I'm trying the old jamming your keys in technique. And he's like, looked at me like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm trying the old jam your keys in. And he was, yeah. So that didn't work. And then I went in, and then I had to drag a fucking, like, you know, the plastic baskets around. And then I got to the tails. I had two plastic bags, filled them all up. And, you know, like, they ping the food through at, like, a million miles an hour. Yeah. So I was at the end trying to catch my food as she's flinging at me. And then I I packed it all up, went to pick my bags up, like, two shopping bags, and the handles ripped off both of them. (laughs) Like Kevin McAllister when he's walking up. Yeah. And I had to put them... (laughs) So then I couldn't put them back in the trolley, so I had to put them back in my plastic wheelie thing, wheeled my basket out on the floor, and then the alarm started going off because you're not allowed to take them plastic baskets out of the shop. So I had to wheel out of the car, pour it all out into the boot, like, one by one, and then I just went, opened the like electric doors and just fucking flung it in. <laughs> so I've had enough. Fucking pissed me right off. I mean, anyway. to be honest, Andy, that is prep for the podcast because we've just got a couple of minutes of uh, content out of that, so... yeah. That is very good prep. Also, Andy, you live about two minutes from Little. <laughs> you could have just gone back and got a quid. If anyone's heard the put your car keys in the trolley uh, one pound dispenser, don't do it. You look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a certain knack to it. It's like breaking out of handcuffs or picking a lock. You know, it's possible, but <laughs> it takes a bit of uh, takes a bit of work. I think the guy thought I was trying to steal a trolley or something. He, he looked like worried. If I saw someone try to steal a trolley, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be like, you all right there, mate? I'd just be like, oh, there's some idiot trying to steal a trolley. Why get involved? Stewie, explain the theory. You get a key with like a rounded edge that looks like a quid, and you just push that in. So I tried, and it was still on the ring thing. So I took the key, I took my house key off <laughs> my car keys, and then I was putting the house key in like butt first. But I was thinking, what am I going to do if I get my house key stuck in the trolley? <laughs> Because I'd have, I'd just be able to drive home and so, like my house key would be rolling around Stockton Little. You just turning up at uh, at home with a trolley and that's like, what are you doing? Just don't ask. Just don't ask. <laughs> Long story. Why is why is the trolley hanging out the front door? Well, it's got the key attached. This will be a good way of finding out if uh, Stu actually listens to the podcast because uh, we're name dropping him now. So Stu, if you listen to it, then you need to uh, send me a text when you've heard this bit. 
And if I yeah. don't hear that text, if I don't get that text in the next two weeks, then we know that you're a fraud. <laughs> well, like Nat, Nat got the uh, unedited version of me to score fucking metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had time to simmer down and uh, <laughs> try. Which I'm like, oh no, I was I was laughing. I was actually raging, you know. I was, <laughs> yeah. It's, you're telling the comedy version of it now, but at the time, <laughs> it's time to bring weird deaths back. Nice <laughs> crowd right. favorite, an early uh, an early favorite, which shows we're, I'm running out of ideas already because I've gone back to the first episode. <laughs> um, so right, listen to some of these weird deaths. Uh huh. A man died from injuries caused by anal sex with a stallion. Or a horse. Yep. Whoa. Yep. Um, I assume it was uh, yeah, intentional. He was the... I thought you were assume you assume oh, well, he was the receiver. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I was, he was just, <laughs> just going to say. Yeah. Uh, it didn't say who was doing who, but I assume <laughs> he was on the receiving end. Put it this way, if if I did a horse, I don't think the horse would even notice it. If a horse did me, I'd probably suffer a similar yeah. fate to that guy. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd know about it. Oh, <laughs> funny how, like, he was, do you think he was there on his own? He must have had someone there to sort of supervise. I don't know if you can sympathise with him, because firstly he's like shagging a fucking animal, which is, yeah. like, <laughs> how do you get to that point where you're like, nah, like, I'm, I don't really want regular dicks in my ass anymore. I, I need something else. Oh, well, you can get like big, get like massive dildos and that. Nah, bigger than that. Bigger than yeah. that. Uh, like a, a horse. Yeah, yeah, a horse. Like, well, how do you how do you get to that? What's the trajectory to get to that point where you want a horse? Horses to are like Columbus and me, like going underneath one of them. <sighs> oh yeah, I suppose because the horse would have to mount you, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess. Unless he's clambering underneath it and just like you know touching his toes type thing. Yeah. So anyway, don't don't if if anyone's thinking about engaging in any kind of sexual activities with a horse or any animal, just maybe just don't. Yeah, think twice. Yeah. All right, here's the next one for you. Archduchess Matilda of Austria um, set her dress on fire while trying to hide a cigarette from her father, who had forbidden her to smoke. And killed herself. And she died, yeah. She was engulfed. Jeez. Well. Kind of, it so solved good. the problem, though, didn't it? Yeah. She was smoking in ballways and wine by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. We can laugh at these ones because they're from ages ago. So I think this was from the 18th century, maybe. So what was she wearing? Like? like, I know what you were in the 18th century. Loads of. I don't know. They're all big dresses, didn't they? Paper mashers or something. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's like, what's the most flammable thing you can think of? Well, God knows. You love a paper mache reference. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be the third one <laughs> in nine episodes. <laughs> yeah. Well, just you wait until I'm paper mache and some uh, t-shirts for the, the wider fans. <laughs> right, here's the next one. A worker at a car factory became the first person known to be killed by a robot when a factory arms and when a factory robot's arms struck him in the head shit not only is he taking his job he's killing him yeah that's shit that's a shit way to go i mean he he got a record for it though he was the first you know he'll go down in history first person yeah to be killed by a robot 
Guinness Book of Records turned up at his wife's door. Really sad, but <laughs> don't know if you want a certificate and the photo in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Can we just get a photo outside, please? Yeah. Just holding the certificate. No, yeah, I'm alright. As a way of saying sorry, the, the, the robot, robotic hands built you a new car for free. Fuck off. <laughs> I wonder if he. I wonder if other people have been killed, killed by robots since then. If he was the first one. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I reckon so. Was that robot that uh, broke the kid's finger when they were playing chess? Oh yeah, something? shit. Yeah, yeah. So some little Russian kid was playing a robot at chess. Started beating it, so it broke his finger. It's like, mm, it, how could it even be programmed to sort of grab hold of a kid's finger and snap it in half? Uh, some people were saying that they think it thought it was grabbing the chess piece. But and yeah. still, why why is it even prone to be able to squeeze that hard for a start? Does it need? It doesn't yeah. it needs to pick up a, a chess piece. It doesn't need to like crush it. You must have had like weird little stumpy fingers that looked like a, a little uh, horse, you know, like a rook or a, or a knight or something. Chess piece. <laughs> All right, next one. A man in Portugal died from falling out a five-story window whilst performing a tango. According to witnesses, Fargo was demonstrating to students how to keep their head high by looking at the ceiling and failed to notice the open window beside him. Well, he, d- he danced out of the window. <laughs> he danced out of the window, yeah. He danced, oh. danced to his death. What a way to go, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, the people watching, like, are we are we meant to do that bit as well? Do we? Are yeah. we meant to go out the window? No, you're not meant to do that bit. A five-story window, and he... He danced to it. Over. <laughs> oh, he just wow. danced. He's committed to the to the dance. He's taking it very seriously. The worst thing is the, the music would still be playing too. You know. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone clicks it off eventually. <laughs> you need like a DJ like a. There's a video of this teacher. Uh, you know, talking about teachers trying to be cool. This teacher's doing a handstand on a table. He does one successfully, and then he does. He goes to do another handstand, flips a table over, and then he cracks his back. Oh on it. yeah, I've seen that. Seen yeah, it? he's it's like he's a school teacher, isn't he? And yeah, like, Way, and then, and then he just... and he's letting people film, and he's like, right, this is what happens when you do Way, and he does one. <laughs> and he's like crowd pleaser, and then he goes to do another one, gets like up in the air, flips a table on its side so it's like vertical and cracks his back. It looks so painful. Yeah, it does. That's what you get for trying to be cool. Yeah, if you're, if you're a teacher, like we've, like we've discussed before, the only way to be a cool teacher is to have a moustache and... Um, yeah, fuck off. And fuck off. Yeah, but don't don't try and be cool because that's what happens. He got The adrenaline went to his head, didn't he? He pulled off the first yeah. one. Crowd were loving it. He's like, right, here we go. Yeah, he he was uh second one. Never do a second one. Just quit while you're ahead. Ironically, wow. he probably got more popular from going viral from doing that than he would have from you know from just doing it. Imagine going home like to your wife, like, what's what happened to your back? Um, well, I do. You know, I'm a bit wacky when I'm at school and kind of got a bit carried away. You I, weren't doing handstands again, were you? Nah, hear me out. Doing the old handstand on the table routine, and then I. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's time for quick fire, real or fake death. Right, nice. Well, I'll say quick fire. Some of them are quite lengthy actually. <laughs> but, well, <laughs> well, we'll edit it to be uh, quick fire. Quick, let's just get rid of the quick fire bit. Real or fake death. So, yeah. A jockey died of a heart attack mid-race and collapsed on the horse, which crossed the finish line first, still carrying his body. Real or fake? Real. 
That is real. A real death. Bloody hell. Yeah. Wow. That is a good, that's a pretty good way to go. Yeah, at least he went out in style and he still won. He went out doing what he loved, being dead on top of a horse. <laughs> yeah. If you asked him how he would want to go, he probably would say that though if he's a jockey. But that's that's the way to to die in a in a horse related death, not the other guy. If you're gonna die around a horse, that's the way you wanna do it. <laughs> yeah. Just take yeah, most definitely. All right. A man died after playing hide and seek with his wife and child. The wife took the opportunity to take the child and leave her marriage. The husband got stuck in the basement after the lot began uh, became jammed, and he was found three weeks later. Bloody hell! Uh, again, I think that's too precise to not be true. But God, that's well. If it is, is that true? <laughs> no, it's false. <laughs> Funny. Though. Well, thank God that that would be pretty bad. Uh, right. A boy was killed when the pneumatic cylinder in his office chair exploded. So he sat on a chair and it like exploded underneath him. And yeah. Wow. Uh, no, I don't think there'd be enough power in him. But I guess the word pneumatic seems like it was uh, real. Not written by me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the word pneumatic, <laughs> it seems not made I up. I don't think I would have been chucking the word pneumatic in. Yeah, it's real. And that's the Whoa. second office chair exploding death we've had. Well, actually, it wasn't a, the other one wasn't a death, was it? She was yeah, you could have got four, could have got four grand for that. Yeah, I know. The the army be like, uh, oh, "We'll have his body anyway. We'll blow it up again." Oh, poor little guy, little boy as well. Um. All right. Um, Aust- an Austrian man developed an obsessive fear of being poisoned and refused to eat food prepared by anyone but his wife. When she became ill and was hospitalised, he starved to death. Um, no, well, I'm not having that, I don't think. You just If you're that hungry, you just like, you know, learn to cook yourself, maybe. You could trust yourself. True. It is true. Yep. Fucking hell. Yep. Maybe he died of heartbreak, but... They're in hospital for months and he's like, come on, I'm starving, hurry up. He should have just gone to, oh no, that wouldn't have worked. I was going to say, he should have gone to the hospital and ate her hospital meals by her bedside, yeah. but she didn't make them. So he I was be like, can you start freezing up meals and put them in the fridge freezer for like the next 20 years, please? You could just like go to the shop and go to the hospital, get some bread, get some cheese, get some whatever else, some ham. And then put them in her hand. <laughs> just be like, hey, can you just make a sandwich for me and hand it to me? And that, that would have worked, wouldn't it? Yeah, man, that sucks. I guess it's kind of romantic in a way. All right. A man died after a bouncy castle was swept away in a tornado. He clung onto it as it travelled four miles. When it hit the ground, he bounced out of it and through the window of a knife collector. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. he didn't land in the room with the knives. Okay. But he slipped on a micro machine and down the stairs. He still was uninjured, but the man who lived there arrived home and shot him in the leg. Right. He survived, but he died a year later from the flu. <laughs> Sounds like Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, it does a bit. <laughs> he died from a tin of paint coming down the stairs on a piece of rope. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in a hot. No, he's not in a hot air balloon. He's in a. Ten. He's in, he's in oh. a bouncy castle. Yeah. Tornado well, they, sweeps it away. They four do, miles. They do blow yeah. away pretty frequently. Well, yeah. that, that's always like a horror news. So he, he survived that. It then hit he the bounces out of, it, out of it through window, through the window of a knife the, collector in a knife shop. 
or knife collector misses. He doesn't land in the room with the knives, but lands on a micro room, machine. So a little stands on a mic- micro machine, slips down the stairs. Yes. He's still uninjured, but the man comes home, thinks he's burgling him, shoots him in the leg, and then he dies a year he later. Survived that, but then he died a year later from the flu. So he's once he's in the tent, he's flying through the air. Then he bounces, but he's he lands on the first floor. So he's bounced a full story in height. Yeah, through a window, through a window, on a micro machine, down the stairs, misses the knives, <laughs> into a shotgun. <laughs> then he um I'm not having that. It's it's, it's too long winded. <laughs> uh, sadly, well, I don't want to say sadly. It's happily not, happily not true. true. I don't think a knife collector would have micro machines unless he has kids, I guess. But that's an, that's an accident waiting to happen, isn't You're it? You're getting bogged down in the specifics here. Yeah. And bouncing through a window on the first floor. I mean, <laughs> unless you're doing the tango, that's not easily done. Guy <laughs> <laughs> tangoed through the first floor into a knife shop onto a micro machine. Slips down a street where he's confronted with a, a horse who's <laughs> sexually aroused. <laughs> And there he meets his fate. Yeah, shit. Yeah, that's it for uh, weird deaths. It's good to bring back the real or fake. I think. Yeah, I think we'll bring back that back again. We we've had a little rest from it, but well, I've we'll, got we'll a. Well, I've got a story. I don't know. If I've got some animal news. If you want to poop. Oh yeah. Oh, what did you think of my animal news jingle? We haven't spoken about that. Oh yeah, oh, it's class. I like the I like the little rap. It is a, a good uh, a good, <laughs> oh, good vibe going on. Oh, that was cool. Hey. I wouldn't have. Uh, wouldn't have been confident enough to describe it as a rap, but if you're describing it as a rapper... I thought it was a rap book. Well, I'm I, a rapper. Yeah, no, it's good. They got wings. wings. They got fins. fins. They got little furry chins. chins. They got teeth, scales, eyes, legs. They've got loads of different things. It's animal news. A hundred pound sailfish. So, you know, if, do you know what a sailfish looks like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A 100-pound sailfish stabs a woman who's 73 whilst fishing on a boat after leaping out of the water on the Florida coast. So a woman's fishing for fish, like sailfish, and one of the monster sailfishes flies out of the water and stabs her. with the big fucking, like, it's like a mo- they got like a big mohawk. A massive mohawk and a huge yeah. sort of spiky nose. Where so do you- what, it stabbed her? Yeah, where do you think it impaled her? Oh, God. In the groin. <laughs> oh, so, you know. Are they aggressive? I don't... Well, I think if you're trying to catch them, they're aggressive, you know. I yeah, think yeah, the, yeah. the men have fight quite a lot. I think that's why people like fishing for them, because they go mental and they're really fast. So, yeah, you probably like... Yeah, they were attempting to reel in the fish. So it's not as if the fish just start, I'm just going to go do a bit of uh, jumping <laughs> yeah. out of the water like a dolphin. <laughs> so, um Yeah. They attempted to reel in the fish. Two men on board noticed the creature began to charge towards the boat. The fish then jumped out of the water and stabbed the woman in the groin area as she was standing next to the centre console. The anglers reported the estimated weight to be around 100 pounds. Jesus. Yeah. And then I've tried to find out what happened because, I mean, what do you do when you've got half of, like, a massive fish hanging out of you? And they've got the spike on the nose. It's so sharp. Like, yeah, super. God knows. How far from like land were they? I don't know. Yeah, I don't have that much sympathy if they're trying to rag it out of the water. No, <laughs> no I don't. Yeah, I don't want it to get stabbed necessarily, but you know, you uh, you reap what you sow. That's why, again, like 
it's self-inflicted almost. You know, you, you are tempted yeah. to fit a bit. It's like when uh, when a shark kills a surfer or someone who's swimming. It's like obviously horrible, but like <laughs> that's its house. <laughs> you yeah. know, like like a, a great white kills someone. It's, it's pretty rare, isn't it? I think it happened not that long ago. And then they're like, right, we're gonna call all great whites in a fifty mile radius, and it's like, well, you just <laughs> don't you just go, don't yeah. go in a shark's house. <laughs> You're asking for trouble. Well, speaking of people asking for trouble, I've just sent you an article. This guy in America, Joseph Henry's main companion is a an emotional support animal, which is a crocodile or an alligator. So, uh, oh, I saw this news story. This guy, and like, wouldn't it, like wait outside? It waited. So, where did he take it? Uh, he's like walking it around the park, I think. Um, ah, that is quite cute. He says it doesn't bite, and he like he's good at giving hugs. So this guy was like uh, suffering with depression, and then he um, went to the doctors, and they were like trying to sort him out. And then he's like, nah, "Don't worry, my mates give me an alligator. I'm I'm happy now." <laughs> so uh, uh, that's 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 the kind of animal news we're after. Yeah. So he went. So he went to see the doctor. He's like, "Oh, I'm really depressed," and he was like, "Oh well." See how you get on. And then his doctor saw him. He's like, oh, yeah, you look good, Joe. And he's like, yep, I'm just hanging out with my alligator. And then he's like, what the fuck? Um, so what does it say? Did it say it like, improved his mental well-being? Yeah, I think so. It says, Henny told stories about how he played hide-and-seek with Wally and how Wally, Wally's the alligator, by the way, All would right. often play with Henny by pulling his blanket off him or taking his pillow. So you must uh, be in bed with the alligator. I wonder and, why he uh, didn't get a dog. Like, why I just thought, because it's a bit more difficult, isn't it, trying to raise an alligator? <laughs> is it? See, in the picture, it's quite small. Is that fully grown? Like, is it a mini one? Um, or is it a baby? I think it was once a baby, but I think he's it sort of teetering on the edge of being massive now. Oh, he's five foot, five and a half foot long now. But the doctor, so to any surprise, the doctor was happy to help him register Wally as an emotional support animal. So, like in American stuff, like. People go on planes and stuff with these things, you know. You can get like you can go yeah. shopping with them. I've seen they're trying to put it, like you know, put restrictions on it because where's the line? Like, you know, turn up for your flight with an elephant. Like, this is uh, my emotional support elephant. Has to come with me. Like, how how do you <laughs> where do you draw the line? Yeah, the guy says. Henny says, "Hey, doc, I think you've lost your marbles." And he's like, "You're the one with the fucking alligator as a pet, mate. Like, it's not the doctor <laughs> who should be." Uh, Having a rethink. Well, you know, like it used to be pretty commonplace for people to have mad pets, even in England. Um, I don't know if you've got any examples from like from your family or whatever, but my mum said, I think it was my mum's like great auntie or something when my mum was a kid. She just had like like a chimp in her house. Just okay. in like Billingham. Yeah. Shit. Now there's no we have no history of monkeys in my uh <laughs> my family, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it's just like People had mad pets. Um, just, I don't know, just didn't like have the regulation back then. And it would, I don't know, like people had chimps and like, parrots and whatever else. Obviously, I'm not saying chimp and a parrot's the same thing, but like you yeah. could just like seemingly get any kind of pet you wanted, which was a bit weird. Yeah, there's a video of a guy. Uh, I, again, assuming in America, seeing it, he was walking a, a swan right on a lead, and the swan was flying across the road like on the lead. And then it gets mm-hmm. to the other side and it walks off. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Emotional support. So on. it flies over the road on the lead. And yeah, then so when it's... it gets to the other side, it walks. Yeah, so I'll send you it. So the guy's crossing the road as if he's walking a dog. But he's got a bird, like, well, a swan, flapping around. And then he, yeah, and he gets to the other side and then he just casually walks off. Uh, definitely America again. Uh, I'll send you it now. 
Like the Wild West America. Yeah, seeing seeing a seeing a swan on a lead is kind of cute because when it's just like waddling in front of him like his little pal. But seeing it fly over the road is very weird. It's like so unnatural, isn't it? And then one more for animal news. Animals are getting to the owner's edibles and overdosing on cannabis. So in America, like in a lot of those states, you can uh, smoke weed legally. So loads yeah. of people are making uh, pop brownies and things. And uh, obviously dogs and other animals are eating them, but not just eating one, like demolishing the whole, like, you know, like, a, well, a dog would. <laughs> I've seen videos of, of like dogs who've got into the brownies or whatever. Have you seen them? They're just like completely wiped out. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so the vast majority were dogs, but they also found other 51, 51 other reported cases with cats, iguanas, two ferrets, one horse and a cockatoo. All getting, uh, all getting baked. That that guy did that to that horse to get it, uh, yeah, get it going. <laughs> to persuade it. Yeah, um, I, I can't imagine it making much difference to an iguana. They're pretty, pretty chill anyway, aren't they? Just get the munchies for some more uh, watermelon. Some signs you need to uh, keep an eye out for if your dog's been poisoned with cannabis is uh, wearing ponchos and listening to Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> being being lazy and having the munchies is up there. On a serious note, it says the most common um, side effect is drowsiness. So if your dog's looking pretty drowsy, yeah, he could be off his tits. <laughs> I love it if that's what the vet said. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can, uh, I can confirm that your dog is off his tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's got a little daisy chain necklace, a little flower power. Yeah, it's gonna take some coming back from this guy's. As you work in the world of TV, Boog, I did come up with some TV show ideas if you want them. Uh, nice. Right, on, so yeah. bear with me. You're going to pitch some to me, eh? Can you hear any fucking barking downstairs? He's found your, your weed brownies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish you'd chill him out a bit, though. It'd be, uh, <laughs> be a bit better. I've gone for a theme this week. Normally, with like TV programs, there's quite often like a comedian who fronts it, doesn't there? So, like, there's either an up and coming yeah. comedian or a comedian sort of down on his uh down on his look <laughs> yeah and it's always pun based there's normally a pun and then the work backwards from the pun that's that's 90 percent of my job andy it's <laughs> like coming up with a what do you coming think up of, with a loose idea there's a tv program called romeo and duet oh, i hate that <laughs> it doesn't even it work that well really fucking nah so if that can wrong, go on TV. wrong amount of syllables just doesn't yeah. just doesn't work so again these are comedians right I'll give you a little TV channel I'm going to pitch it to, and then you can let me know your thoughts. I've got about a million, so I'll, I'll pick a few out. So there's James is a caster. James a caster joins Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse for the next series of BBC Gone Fishing. So it's like it's like Gone Fishing, but it's just James a caster. Yeah, or he can sort of twer- he could. Like, I think he might what work in the treble. So they maybe like wanting to appeal to a younger audience. And then you get a sort of up and coming comedian, James Acaster. He can be Acaster in the next series of Gone Fishing. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I could do a bit of an impression. Do a bit of an impression of him. I'm on the spot now. Do an impression of him fishing. I usually need a bit of practice. I've done it for. I right, got a boo. Just, just freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get. I get it. I've, I've built myself up now. So I got. I, I do it. Do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put the worm on the on the bait, and I'm gonna cast it off. 
Yeah. Nice. That's all right, isn't it? That is that's really that's good. That's, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> expecting to be shit, but that is really good. Right. My my uh, my skill in life is doing like half good impressions. Like I can't ever do any quite right, but I... half decent impressions. Now, if you told me, like, I'm going to do an impression and then did that, I would have said it's James A. Cassidy. And that is, like, <laughs> half a battle. It was that thing that goes, yeah, at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's got a real sort of unique style of talking. Yeah. <laughs> right, do you want the next one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Bob's Monkey House. So that's uh, Bob Monkhouse uh, working at Monkey World. <laughs> I like it. It's very, very animal. It's a very animal heavy show. This one. It is, yeah. Um, yeah is there... I'm, I'm feeling it. Okay. What about uh, bridges over troubled water? Kevin Bridges learns how to tightrope walk over the Niagara Falls. <laughs> That's the best one. That's <laughs> the best one. I'd watch that in a flash. Okay. Okay. When you um, draw me uh, my impression of Kevin Bridges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of uh, animals, we've got Adam Sandler, the crocodile handler. Adam Sandler moves to Australia to take over Steve Irwin's Crocodile Sanctuary. Who also died in a weird death. Yeah. It's all linking together, this episode. I'm loving it. And there's a crocodile in Happy Gilmore, isn't there? You've seen Happy Gilmore? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think he eats his trainer's hand or something. And that came up with a few... T- that got some good... <laughs> this one, it takes a bit... Of- this is one of that, which I liked. It was Vic in the Reeves Aloka. <laughs> You're gonna have to break that one down for me. So it's Vic in, so like Vic Reeves, Vic in the Reeves and look as if it's living the lead. I can't even see it. Wait, but what's he doing? Uh, who does that living the lead look song? Is it uh, Ricky Martin? Yeah, something to do with Vic Reeves and Ricky Martin. You know, <laughs> we're gonna have to work on that one. <laughs> yeah, that that one uh, that one needs some uh, needs some more work. I think. But... I'll just run through the title. I'll run through the titles. The next ones, okay. Uh, you've got Bashing the Bishop, John Bishop getting in a fight somehow. Justin Poor House, that's uh, Justin Moore House on, on benefits or something. <laughs> David's a letterman, David Letterman has to work for the Royal Mail. Um, <laughs> the Kevin Bridges one. Yeah, I, like that one a lot. I think Bridges Over yeah. Troubled Water is. You can get something out of that. I'm going to work on a Kevin Bridges impression for next time. Alright, thanks everyone for joining us on episode 9 of Sea Dog Radio. We're really coming along now. We'll be hitting double figures very soon. Uh, that was that was a fun episode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. follow us on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter and email. Can you even email us if you want? Yeah, that'd be nice. Still looking pretty sparse in the old email draw. Ah, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Guys, any animal news, weird deaths, um, any ideas you want to pitch? Uh, yeah, let's just get get them coming in. But yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time on Cedar Radio. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Peace, you later.